That's right. Late ill kid at one y'all still holding it down, bringing that streak geek and nerd. So what is up, my people? Today, all year, another wonderful episode. Hey man, look, I'm I'm gonna just keep it real with y'all. <laughs> we talked about that Atlanta. All right, we talk work ethic is an episode that I did not I I love Atlanta because Atlanta stays doing stuff that you don't expect it to do. Like even when people were talking about what was going on in uh in the the Facebook group until I had watched the episode I was like, "Oh, oh, Donald Glover Wilder." <laughs> so, big shout out to everyone who's coming in early on the chat. Uh, people in here on the replay, much love to y'all as well. Uh, let's see, let's go and get the chat rolling. Um, where should I start? You know what? I'm gonna I'm start right here because uh, I did I did want to throw some love to <laughs> the uh, the Facebook group. In the Facebook group, people posted up if you if if you know about the the uh, Breakfast Club and their morning show. There's a meme on there with your boy DJ Envy saying you hate me because I'm light skinned, and then it got and then it got your auntie up there right beside him. I got look it. Hey man, look it's it's tough out there. You know what I'm saying? It, it ain't easy. It ain't easy out there. But I get they kid they kid, but they 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 do it in love. So shouts out to ZSB Lou. I'm gonna start this. I'm gonna start this review off with giving love to Donald Glover because Donald Glover <laughs> bro when he turned around with that suit on with that with that full meat suit and and his little beret <laughs> this man okay the all right the the awesomeness of Atlanta is the way that they are able to take a surreal environment and be silly and deep at the same time. And this whole episode is continuing on that, on that path of being silly and extremely deep. But when he turned around in that suit, man, I was, I had to pause it. I was done. Like, I laughed hard for <laughs> just the makeup. It, it, yo, I don't know how many times. It, maybe, maybe they're they're all professionals, and he turned around in the suit, and and uh, you know nobody laughed, and everybody was able to get through their scenes. But bruh, the second he turned around, I was through. Now, shouts to Zeus Blue said uh, when she lost Lottie. I thought that was a great allegory to young kids being put through the rent cycle of the industry. Yep, we're, uh, matter of fact, I was going to wait to talk about that, but we're going to get on it now. Um, that scene with the crack sandwich where Lottie said, why did you bring me with you? Um, you were supposed to protect me. That was almost a common theme amongst child stars whose lives have been destroyed with uh, destroyed by the fame. Um, so yeah, the... The child star aspect of this episode really it was it was funny 
And it, it did make sense, but it also was scary. At, because, of course, in, in the course of, I don't know, 40 minutes or whatever, how long, however long this episode is, 30, 40 minutes, something like that, they're able to give you an idea of how quickly you can get wrapped up in the going-on of everything and your child is just essentially taken from you by the industry, by the show, by the glitz, by the glam. And even though you're a parent that might want to be there, might want to be someone who protects them, can't even find a way to get to that child that that you're the guardian of, that you're the, it's your child. And even in talking to Mr. Chocolate, at the end of the episode, he was like, I don't even know what should be next. You know, like, this is something that I've started and it's taken on a life of its own. And now it, it essentially just chews people up and spits people out. And even he says, Something to the extent of like your daughter's not going to be not 18 forever or something like that. And then said that, then said later on that she'll be like uh like extra woman number eight, you know, when I'm finished with her or something, something to that extent. I don't have the exact, you know, the exact verbiage, but just showing how quickly just your whole life and your whole norm can be taken from you by this industry, especially when you're a child. Because uh, we even see Lottie, it just seems like something like fun. And even kind of Van has to impress to her, like, I know you were kind of mad that you had to go, but I want you to be old enough to know when you want to do this or do that. And I don't want to throw you into something. And without you know, without going too far, but you look at these situations with um, child actors, child singers, uh, these girls in these little pageants and stuff. You see this stuff where the industry like takes them and makes them something that's not a child anymore. And they're not particularly an adult. And these, uh, these adults around them are just preying on them and pushing them through the process of the of the of the you know like you said the the washer the rinse and repeat the meat grinder if you will where it's like oh this is a cute kid run them through and he said she's going to have a sixth season it's like what where, where did the contract come from where did the, and they were like just sign this you know like so and these things do happen i mean if you even though a lot of people laughed and kind of poo-pooed his ideas and statements if you go back to Corey Feldman back in the 90s was kind of dropping knowledge on what Hollywood was like and what Hollywood was like for children and people didn't want to listen and it's tough out there and we see how quickly that, you know, a child can just be taken and you're surrounded by people just saying, oh, she's okay. She's fine. Oh, don't worry. She's, she's just in the next thing. And the child doesn't have their protector around them. And it seems like the industry is doing all they can to run interference to keep you from protecting your child. Because this industry of entertainment preys on desperation and preys on innocence. Um... In, in very in, in very wicked ways, you know what I'm saying, sometimes. And 
That it was just well. I think it was well illustrated, Zias. Zias, I, I have to go with you on that. I think it was well illustrated. Uh, Z, um, Kitty Hart says, "Mr. Chocolate has entered." <laughs> Yo, that at first when I saw the billboard at the beginning of the episode, I was like, "I was like, I don't get it because it's been so long ago." Because remember, they shot season three and four at the same time, so this is stuff that you know, this is stuff that we already experienced. So I'm like. I'm like, I don't get it. Why is she? And then I was like, when she rolled up to the studios, I was like, I was like, it's Tyler Perry. Now, Tyler Perry, if you're in the chat, all right, I don't want to hit. I don't want to hit. All right. It's, we get, we talk about you today. Um, but <laughs> Zia said, for example, look at what happened to the former Disney channel, That's So Raven star, Orlando Brown. Yep. Orlando Brown is another perfect example of, but I mean, you can look at all those like Nickelodeon, those Disney kids and stuff like that. You know, I, there's many situations where it's like, I think, you know, they didn't have an opportunity to have someone in their corner around them instead of just people that wanted to just profit off of their name and likeness. Um, <laughs> oh yeah, this is the, Mr. Chocolate is definitely Tyler Perry. Uh, Amanda Bynes, yes, another one. So you look at these situations and how quickly it goes down, but then the whole system around it supports it because you have the um, the uh, the elder lady, the elderly lady that was like, oh, just you know, let your daughter do it. Oh, children know what they're doing. Oh, children know best. You know, go, uh, you know, whatever. If she likes it, just go for it kind of thing. And then um, you have the the PA that's uh, on site on some, oh yeah, yeah, she's around here somewhere, but don't, she's going to the next scene. You'll, she'll be fine. You'll, and it's like, well, when is she coming back? And then it gets very dark when she's, she's in the uh, soundstage by herself and she looks at the, um, at the PA system and says, give me my child back and all you hear back is no that's a whole but that's the truth that's how it is sometimes man that's how it is with these with yo they will latch on to your child and they'll take yo the industry will take this child and turn them into something else. And then, I mean, if you look at many interviews, I mean, Dave Chappelle has an interview on uh, Actor Studio. And he was talking about, you know, uh, actors or actresses or, or um, singers or whatever that went crazy. And he was talking about like when they first came out and where they are now. And what is it? What do you think it is that makes them go crazy? Do you think that they're just, you know, that they're just crazy? Or do you think that there's something specifically about this industry, about this line of work that does something to you? Um, and uh, multiply that infinitely when you're a child and you're, you don't even really know who you are yet. You don't even really know your sense of right and wrong, uh, maybe your your moralities aren't extremely set in place. I mean, because some of these kids come into the game at like five, six, maybe even younger. You know what I'm saying? I mean, they, they might be three, four coming into the industry, you know, as a toddler. Like, they don't really... And if your mother or father isn't around there 
And not a situation where it's like Macaulay Culkin's parents, but a situation where you want to like actually want to be involved and make sure they're protected and don't go nowhere and keep your eyes on them. It's tough because the industry is continually trying to separate you from them or separate them from you. You know what I'm saying? So that was that was crazy. And then also seeing the situation of the once again, the light skin comes up again in this episode. And we'll get on that in a second, but I want to give a shout out to ZSB Lou uh, um, <laughs> saying uh, Jamie Foxworth, Leif Garrett, Jody Sweeten, uh, Gabby Hoffman, like the list goes on. And one thing that we touched on in this particular episode once again is the, the dynamics between light skin and dark skin. And... Um, the the mother that's on the sideline with Dan is on some. She's like, oh, um, she's like, oh, this will be your daughter is doing great. You know, um, she could probably get a show, and then and then you know we should be friends. You know, your daughter can have a show, and my daughter can be uh, the cool friend that's you know good at math or something like that. And she was like, well, you know, I don't, you know, I don't really know if that's for her. We're just here for one day. You know, you should have a show. And she immediately starts in like, Mm-mm, I can't have no show. You know, that's that's for you. Basically outlining like for, for Tyler Perry Productions even, <laughs> or for Mr. Chocolate Productions even, I'm too dark to be a lead. My daughter's too dark to be a lead. But your daughter is just right. You know what I'm saying? Your daughter is just right. For a lead, and then my daughter, the dark-skinned girl, can be the friend, and that I was just like, wow, they handled that. The the awesome thing about Atlanta is Atlanta doesn't, they don't have to stop and be like message, like they can just drop that on you and be like, yeah, you saw what you saw, you heard what you heard, you know what I'm saying? And um, ZSB Lou says that light-skinned, dark-skinned thing reminded me of OG Aunt Viv and the new Aunt Viv. Yeah, because besides the fact that the the OG Aunt Viv was was wilding, but there's no there's no reason they couldn't have found another uh, kind of slim slack slight uh, kind of slim slash athletic build dark skinned woman. Of course they could, but there was a very visual aesthetic and a visual identity and even a visual branding or rebranding that they wanted to make known on the show. Um, and it was very, sadly, very noticeable in a bad way. But I'm sure there are many that were pleased with that, with that visual change. Um, uh, and Kid at Heart says, it should be whoever's good for the part. And yeah, like the but we know how it is. I mean, I've talked about it many times. Like when I say CW black, and it's not, and this is no diss to black people that are on CW. This is more an indictment on the casting practices in Hollywood that want kind of Eurocentric features with a little brownness. Like brown up the skin a little bit, but we want Eurocentric features. Um, and that stuff, that stuff bleeds, that, uh, that stuff bleeds into, you know, daily life and we, and we all get stuck dealing with it. And I can't remember, 
I think it was uh, PBT that said this, but you know, media is essentially how a government or a a power structure establishes a you know uh, a system of morality, and we see this over and over where Hollywood over the past you know since since the 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 golden era of black family shows has continually tried to make biracial black now with that said i have no diss or nothing against biracial people it's about the hiring and the casting practices and what they're trying to make the identity of blackness in america through the eyes of media which is a whole nother thing. So if you're in here and you're biracial, I ain't got no, I ain't got no salt for you. It's not, it's not about that. It's about Hollywood erasing blackness and the ethnicity of blackness in America by making biraciality, if that's a term, blackness. Um, it, so don't, I ain't coming for nobody's head. It ain't about you. It's about the casting. Um, so shout out to ZSB Lou said the issue with CW is those white directors or casting directors to be exact are the ones in control of casting. Trust me, in 2022, a black casting director wouldn't discriminate like that. I, I hope not, man. I, I, I honestly hope not. But I, I hope not. But I, I've said it about Star Trek, uh, Star Trek Discovery, and I'll say it again. Star Trek Discovery shouldn't be one of the one of the best if not the best example of black love on television when we have Shonda Rhimes, when we have Tyler Perry, when we have Issa Rae and the list goes on. Um it, it shouldn't. Now, I know people will probably get get up and throw out uh Queen Sugar, but out of the relationships in Queen Sugar there's like one or two that actually are like functional. The rest are like steeped in drama. Um, and in Star Trek, you see a black man and a black woman that care about each other, that love each other, and that even though they have differences, they still find out a way to work it out without throwing one another away. Um, and the, the, the man isn't light-skinned and the woman ain't light-skinned. Um, they're both what I would say visibly black. But... That's all another thing. Uh, and Kitty Hart says, I thought biracial was black. And that's, it kind of, it depends on who you're talking to. Uh, but says, I see your point. They try to define us in one light skin, no pun intended. Yeah. <laughs> so that's basically what they'll do. They'll say, for instance, what they'll do is they'll cast, say, Zendaya. And no distance Zendaya. She's cool. She does her thing. She's she's dope at her acting skills. But what they'll do is try to say that, okay, now Zendaya is what black is. In Hollywood, black is Zendaya. And, and then kind of like sideline all the other women that are darker than her. Now, what I mean by sideline is that it's not that they won't get roles. They'll get roles. But at the rate of women that look like Zendaya, that's the discrepancy. That's the difference. Um, <laughs> and Jenna Jay said, you really think these studios are going to allow real black love to be shown on TV like that with a big network or streaming service? True that. Um, so back to the episode, 
the ride in the golf cart across the studio is another thing that I really enjoy. They're talking about the actual shows that are produced by Mr. Chocolate. And they're going back and forth. And then it's like, but yeah, this is just a whole bunch of trash. And they're like, but yeah, but it's entertaining. And she's like, but this is a whole bunch of mindless trash. And it's not good to see us in this light. And then continues on saying, well, I, if that's the case, well, where is where is his awards from this and that? And they're like, oh, well, he's got BET awards, NAACP awards. And she was like, oh, the black ones. But then they were like, so white awards. So even in that scene, they, they kind of weave well this idea of success and acceptance and quality. Because then you see the, the maintenance guy say, hey, look, this guy hired me when no one else would, you know? So this guy is putting all these people to work, even though if we're going to base this on Tyler Perry, we've heard how he's, he's worked hard to make sure that there aren't union workers on his sets because he doesn't want to pay a certain amount of money, but that's a whole other thing. You can look it up yourself, especially when it comes to him and paying writers what they're supposed to be paid, but that's a whole other thing. It's... It is well thought out the way they cross in and out of what quality is and isn't and what it should be, say, in, for black people uh, in America. Uh, also, what acceptance should be, what success should, success should be. Um, and also, if that matters, because... Does it matter if all these people that would not have been able to get a job anywhere else are now, you know, working, they getting their credits up, they getting their work up, but someone could also turn and say, but they're getting used. They're not being paid what they're supposed to be paid. And this person has created this microcosm for himself to be a God, essentially, where kind of no one has any say but him. And people are literally scared of him. Um, so that I, I thought that was awesome. The way the way they broke this down was awesome. The way they put because I mean, you look at Tyler Perry. I mean, because this is essentially about Tyler Perry. And if you take this episode plus the Boondocks episode, <laughs> if any of y'all remember the Tyler Perry Boondocks episode, man, this is a perfect follow up. <laughs> but it it does you know, run you into those things like, well, look at all these people that otherwise would not be working. But then you look at kind of what I brought up when we we were all supposed to be excited about this studio, Tyler Perry Studios or whatever it's called. I think it's Tyler Perry Studios, but whatever it is, you know, we're, we're supposed to all be excited and we all cheered and everything. You're like, yeah. But I remember being on the live stream being like, okay, I really want to see what comes from this. Because the from the outset, and I've been, I'm tangentially in the industry. I've done some stuff in the industry for the industry as far as like commercial work and artwork and stuff like that. 
and I've been in rooms with directors and stuff like that, but I am in no way some industry insider. But from what we hear all the time is we don't have control. We don't have control of our own work. We don't have, they, they stopping us from filming. They don't let us get to do this. They don't give us, they don't let us do that. They don't, we, they have control over this. So when Tyler Perry Studios was created, I was like, well, you know what? Let's see where this goes. Because now we have a fully functioning studio where all of these people that normally would not be accepted, would not be allowed from the big two. And what I mean by the big two is kind of like Disney and or Warner Brothers. I guess you could say big three. You could throw Universal in there as well. But under them, their umbrella, you know, they're not they're not going to take these projects. They're not going to let you film here. They're not going to they're not going to give you the time of day. But Tyler Perry Studios is here. Seemingly, we were told all of us were told to be excited because this was black and it was a the you know it was a you know win for black people. And I was like, well, let's see, you know, what goes on. Let's see what happens. Let's see how this plays out. Um, as far as production. From black creators, producers, writers, directors that aren't Tyler Perry. Um, and not saying that this that Tyler Perry Studios has to be for the culture, but they came out making it seem like it was for the culture. And I think a couple years removed from that, it doesn't seem like that's totally the case. But I could be wrong. Y'all could drop in the comments, be like, nah, man, this, all these projects, you know what I'm saying? All these indie movies and stuff, they all came through there. And he gave them all the, the, the go-ahead and everything, and he brought them up and all that stuff. But that's not what it's seeming like. Uh, now, throw, uh, throw, uh, throwing it back to uh, Jenna James real quick, uh, <laughs> um, saying, uh, yay, lucky ATL on their last season. Otherwise, Donald could have made one season solely based on Kanye's shenanigans this past few years. Man, I don't, don't he done. Just let just let him just just let him drown himself. Maybe this industry has done something to him where he he just gone, but just let him he gone. He gone. When you say that stuff about Harriet Tubman, I was like, bro, come on. Like I, I tried to hold on. When that brother, I can't remember how he phrased it. He said something like. Harriet Tubman was to, taking people back to slavery or something like that. I was like, bruh, I, I tried, I tried, I tried. I, you on your own. So he on his own. I don't know. Look, y'all, y'all can have, you can let him do whatever. He, he on his own. Um, <laughs> uh, so shouts to uh, ZSB Lou says, as an uncle, I think it's, uh, exploitative to try to make your child a star. Um, uh, but if a child wants to do it, it's another story. Um, it's Lottie seemed like she was a natural and in her element. I would never keep my children from being able to explore their talents. One thing about this episode I found interesting is that Van uh, wanted to act uh, to show something um I don't know what, uh, I guess I don't know that was, I guess show something to her daughter, I guess as much the, that she wanted to do or that she liked to do. I remember her saying something similar to that. So Lottie, I'm not against her being an actress, but the way this kind of like took her away and took her into something 
that she wasn't in control of or her mother wasn't in control of was very telling about like kind of like the industry uh, as a whole. Um, now, I want to give a big shout out to uh, your boy, Keith Blurtish. Say what's up. What's up? <laughs> and I agree with your point. I know you already dove in. Excuse me for being late. You know, I'm usually not in the house. So that means in the it's house. quiet time for a minute, you know. <laughs> Kids asleep, safe and secure, and out of the right. clutches of Mr. Chocolate. Mr. Chocolate. <laughs> but we're going to jump in this. So how, how after you watched the episode, how, no, matter of fact, when Donald Glover turned around, did you bust out laughing? Because I did. I wouldn't say I laughed. I was like, ha but it's kind of just, it's disturbing. Man, and that that little hat with that, that little beret, when he turned around, I was done, man. With Can that, I just say this before I even get into my thoughts? Go ahead. And I said this multiple times. When Atlanta's over, Disney, Hulu, I know he got to deal kind of with Disney. Uh, mm -hmm. Give this man a horror film. Get, it, it, he got to yeah. do horror. After this, after these two seasons, clearly he wants to he wants to shock and appall you. Yeah. And two, I'm gonna get this out the way real quick. Man, good lord, welcome back. Happy to see you, <laughs> Zazzy Beats. Whoo! But anyway, <laughs> I, I have lord. no comment. I know you ain't got no. I got the comment for everybody. Shout out to everybody, chat. I can't see your comments. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Oh, keep, it, we keep it family friendly, but I must acknowledge yes. the great actor that is Zazie yes. Beats. Yes, she was she was noticed. <laughs> <laughs> but um the I agree with the horror thing because the moment when she's in in the uh soundstage by herself and she's like, give me my child back. And then it's no. silent. And you just look at, just, at the intercom. Yeah, and then it's just like no. It's like, oh snap! Like we look now. We, huh? we I'm gonna keep it real with you. I'm gonna keep it real with you. Y'all seen y'all seen my little my little baby? I love my little baby. I'm gonna tell you like this. I will burn this whole place down for that little boy. Don't mess with me. I'm gonna keep it real with you. Any any parent that's worth their salt, don't look. Don't play with them. Yeah, look, y'all gonna have to take y'all gonna have to bring out like 10, 20 officers up in this joint. Look, it's gonna be it's gonna be problems. But <laughs> he just said no. And I was like, oh snap. I was like, this is crazy. But once again, the the Atlanta, you know, the the Atlanta-ness of it all is what's incredible. Yeah. When they say this is Black Twin Peaks, they were not lying. I know that's no. one of the taglines they how to describe it. It's just, and, and, and I'm like, I'm still laughing. For all the people that wanted it to go back to Atlanta, and think it was going to return to normalcy. No, they cranking it up. Again. I mean, the thing was, it wasn't normal when it was never normal. But I guess, I guess season one would be the most normal it's ever been. It but remember, didn't normal. season one have the invisible car? It was normal funny. Oh yeah, this is. Normal. Ha ha ha! Slash, we might not, we might kidnap your daughter. So yeah, like, it ain't really 
I was Yo. just listening to other people like to call it a comedy at this point. And I just I know I, I shouldn't address this, but some people are probably like, I don't get it. And just take some lessons from it because it's a fable, yeah. as they call it. It's just yes. it's to teach you something. You might laugh along the way, you might cry along the way, or you might be disturbed along the way. Mm. But True, clearly, yeah. Donald Glover is saying something about several things, and definitely Hollywood is one of them. Yes. And then even even the mechanic that gave her uh, his card at the end, she looked at the back of her card and was like... Hey, man. Look, first of all, shout out to him. He's from New Orleans, from the boot. He shot his shot, maybe a little inappropriately, with if you saw the little message at the card. Yo, the that message card. on the card, I was like, okay. Gotta get to the point sometimes. You don't, you don't know I don't this woman? Right. You don't know this woman? You don't know what she got? Look, don't be going. Look, hey, you go up in there and get something you can't get rid of. You, look, you don't know this woman like that. All right, you, just... like, keep on playing that game. You're going to wake up itching. All right. Oh. I have no comment because <laughs> I'm just saying, Damn. you know, this. most people might have shot, have may have written that card. Maybe not so that way, but maybe yeah, they would have put just a number, and I'd be like, you know. Let's have a meeting in the boardroom, but okay, that was weird. <laughs> have a meeting in the boardroom, but all right. So, so I since you know you're you're also a parent. Hashtag Black Dads in the house. Um, when for you in this episode, when did you start to get scared? Where was I? I hold on, hold on, hold on. All right, this is this. Where she at? I would have been scared the moment. I'm trying to act to get my quick check. And then every first of all, I've been scared the moment that everybody started acting like cult lambs in this cult. Um, yeah. But when it got more evident when you're on set and everybody keeps saying, oh, we don't see him. We don't know this. OK, cool. Um, yeah, I would have probably like production going to stop. You know, <laughs> I'm trying to keep this PG. I got to I got to watch my mouth. I've been like, hell no. Keep your check. We out. Once you yeah, tell yeah. me, once you overriding what I, you know, if my child is not on, con on contract and I'm still going to be a voice of reason for my child, actor or yeah. not, whether he's he, she, or you're your in your employee, I'm going to try to work today. And I know I ain't been through Hollywood. I don't know, folks. I don't know if they get down like that, but I'm saying. And that man said, that man it, called her his child at the end. Like, my child. Like what? Like no. Oh, also the grits. He's impervious. Homie, homie asked if she wanted a grit, not a not grit. not an order of grits, not a scoop of grits, a bite of grits, a grit. Well, Mike, once you wear, once you start Can wearing, I offer a you hat, a grit. Once you start wearing little artist hats, you have yeah. to say that. Once you start having them little berets, man, them little painter hats. You got you to gotta do something to up the game. You can't, well, when he turned you can't around, come the same. I was, was like, I was like, this is grit. silly. Also, the the piano writing, oh my God. It says a lot. <laughs> the piano? I, I, I got to... I'm going to ask you, what is your takeaway from the piano? All right. The I mean, piano kinda, is... The piano is... 
a perfect example of that Instagram, I think it was an Instagram post where Tyler Perry was like, look, I just wrote a season of three different shows. I was like, and they all trash. I'm like, you, you wrote a whole bunch of, you wrote a whole bunch of bubblegum bull. You know what I'm saying? You wanted I to be excited. He was like, work ethic. I'm like, work ethic? This doo-doo mask you putting out? I'm like, <laughs> bruh, it's like, come on. Now, on a business side, because yeah, I actually, space. I was, uh, uh, Tyler Perry came to the YouTube space and I had a chance to meet him and he talked about how he films and how he directs stuff. The process of his filming is extremely efficient. I will give him that. But that whole, we'll fix it in post. We'll fix it. Bruh. <laughs> Bruh. <laughs> I know this isn't your, like your editors are not Gandalf, all right? They can't. They're not magicians. It's not Doctor Strange. It's, it's just Adobe Premiere. It's just um, what are they? Black Magic is just uh, uh, whatever they're using. Is it's not? It's not Doctor Strange, man. Is it's just the editing software. <laughs> Like, I, homie I, did I was, the take, the first take with Lottie. She had a visitor sticker on her jacket. He was just like, good, perfect. Put her in all the scenes. I'm like... And the, I, the PA was like, nah, this is blocking. We're not... He's like, no, this is this is the real thing. And But when you hear him talk about his process, money-wise, it's efficient and it's smart. As someone who has shot documentaries, I've shot documentaries... I've shot uh, music videos, and I've shot behind-the-scenes material. Um, I've shot uh, uh, event uh, uh, event engagements and stuff like that. Uh, I've shot some short skits. The way he films is extremely efficient, and that's something that's I think that's dope that we can learn from him. But everything else, it's. And, and Yo, his shout story, out to homie, homie had in this. He has this show called The Have and the Have Not. I don't know if it's still on, but he used to at least. I saw like a first few episodes of it. And bruh, they uh, say, "Are you sure?" Over and over, like you can watch the show and just see them trying to pad time. Is but but people buy it. People watch it. Because of the deficit I mean, of black content, so and here's the you thing. know what I'm saying. It's like you know, I people watched are that show it. for about half a season because it was trash, but it mm -hmm. introduced me to Tika Sumter. So it's like it got me in, even if it. And then that was around that time when the have and the have not to. It's kind of like a uh, bootleg scandal because he didn't bootleg. He didn't. He didn't swagger jack scandal about two three times around the same time. So Did James say have and have nots finally ended either earlier this year or late last it year. It just so ended. I, what? That joint been on forever. How? I remember Tika Sumter was in it. Like she blew up. Like you see Tika Sumter, but how many people blow up from Tyler Perry Productions? Like zero. Like it's she Tika Sumter. Few. She getting her Sonic on. She now. escaped. She escaped. Who else? Who else? They you oh can't boy. think of them because they didn't. The blow guy up. who played the son forever, he was like for the forever teenager. He almost <laughs> blew up, but his show failed on NBC. Oh, He's kind of like the uh, 
I would say Boule, but he's kind of like the homeless man's Aldis Hodge, and it did not work out. Tamala Man? Tamala Man was already famous before she did anything for Tyler Perry. Are you sure? Didn't she already have a didn't she already have a, a successful uh music career? I'm gonna say this. I'm gonna say this. Oh, okay, okay. I'm agree. You know what? I agree with Tamala Man. I okay. think she had a successful movie career, and then I think they are a little bit exception to the rule because they were already they had their own church. But oh they yeah, perfect. To, Keith said they already up. had their own church though, so they're kind of an exception all, to the rule. They, they kind of so like they, they already had a baked in fan base. They also had a baked in, you know, probably business thing to where it's like you don't completely own me, <laughs> but we go we go get this paper that, together. That that writing thing, I was like, bruh, you're not impressing me with writing three trash seasons super fast with no editor, no help, no peer review, <laughs> just because you don't want to pay writers. And there's already been reported. You've like it, there's articles you can look up where writers have talked about he doesn't want to pay union wages. He finds ways to kind of like scheme you out of your like your hours or your time or your credit. And now he just writes all of his stuff because he doesn't want to pay writers, which is cool. He has but the right. Don't don't not, don't, but, don't act like don't don't act like like you you writing, yeah you, stop it like you <laughs> you got your process don't down. Write, don't act like you writing the next epic out this joint. You know I can't get mad at somebody to say like look have I skirted one to pay fees before or whatever and unfortunately in this capitalistic society sometimes when as you're building sure. You're going to cut corners sometimes. Not saying you're going to be, you're going to yeah. break ethics. You shouldn't break ethics if you can avoid so. But try to cut costs, sure. However, when you're Tyler Perry and you can afford an ex-Confederate war base that you can turn into your own like Cobra Command Center, <laughs> like you're a GI Joe villain, you can pay a writer or two. It's not break it's your pocket. Tyler, it's a it's a it's an arrogance thing. It's you're not, filthy, it's, stinking rich. Yeah, it's an arrogance Get thing. Writer, it has man. nothing to do pay with writer. like not being able to pay writers. Just, just I know you'd have made some. Because I'm friend sure, I'm sure there's now. probably a writer or two that probably said like, "Yo, man, this don't make no sense." Just, like, just why'd you like? Hey, why'd you, know you have them? Why'd you have them do this in this scene? But in, then in this scene, they did this. So you can't do this if they done did this. Like, because because people want to ask questions. I just need him to do one simple thing. For me. And he like had you said, paper padding, all over the, the place, like just writing all over the place. With Tyler Perry shows, because I watch Girl, my wife loved Girlfriends, but she did, she hated all. She ain't I ain't gonna say hate because she's a fan, but she doesn't like some of his new stuff. But she do like Girlfriends. I can watch Girlfriends, and she be like, "Keith, you can fit." Like, hey, <laughs> I know she be tired when she get here. She be like, "You figure this out in five minutes? It's not that hard." Yeah, what it's not doing, that hard is having these unrealistic conversations. The dialogue is unreal. As surreal as Atlanta is, Atlanta feels more real because it is weird than people who will stand and like grown adults will be on the edge of an aisle in a convenience store in Atlanta. They got no people back there, no extras, and they're having this talk or whatever that is somehow a fight ain't break out. It's like, Nah, no, 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 no. Now, shouts, nah. to, shouts to ZSB Lou. ZSB Lou says, say what you want, but Tyler may not have discovered stars, but he's known to help stars revive their careers. 
um, I and see throw that. them up, throw them up a bone if it's a singer trying to get their acting jump start. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, I'm not against it, and I'm like, yeah, thanks. I mean, I've I've said that Tyler Perry has hired people, even people. People that normally wouldn't get hired anywhere else. And I'm not talking about people that have already had a great career. I'm talking about people coming out of jail and stuff like that. So, yeah, that's great. But when you juxtapose that against the, the images that he puts out that people play into and emulate throughout their lives and what that's done in our, in our society, is it a balance? Does it, does it zero out? Like, I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. I don't know, because even at the end, he's like, yo, Van, he was like, you, he was like, you're a single mother, and look at your your auntie that is a gun-toting Christian or something. He's like, she's like, I, I was like, she don't know that woman. <laughs> then she was like, she was like, uh, he said, no, he said, uh, the light-skinned brother that that was you was talking to, he said, uh, is your is your uh baby father dark skinned? She was like, well, he's brown. He was like, see, it, but I'm like, it's not a one to one comparison. What you trying to do? <laughs> it ain't even close. It's. I mean, I, I mean, the, the only the thing writing... he can say is that she's a single mother, and I mean, that's the closest. That that lady is not. She's no kin to her. She met her today. That dude is but, not her boyfriend. She just met him an hour ago. He just made a new banger script, just like that. In a day, he done made a new movie. Yo, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna leave my my statement on Tyler Perry about this. All right, so Tyler Perry has this movie on Netflix, right? Um, what's it called? The the one where the man get busted in the head. What's it? It got to do from Supergirl on it. Fall from Grace. Fall from Grace. All right, so. <laughs> All right, y'all. Y'all need okay. So the boom mic is shown in this movie like oh, two no. or three times. Oh no. <laughs> then, oh no. There's a scene in the in this diner where there's this dude and he's not eating nothing. All right. Like, but he's like, he's like putting the spoon up, but there's nothing in the spoon. But he's like, like he's that doing the that in the background. The is that the one that broke the internet for those bad weeks? Oh yeah, with the Berenstein Bear wig that uh Tyler Perry had on. <laughs> Yo, then they had I, different so, uh, wigs and different haircuts and different scenes. <laughs> you were Yo, peep this, McCab Brooks. All right, so peep this. Ooh. There's a scene where he like he like half naked in the bed, right? He he's like he's like ashtray, bitch. <laughs> like he asked for an ashtray, right? And I don't know why he he want. I mean, he's smoking, so he wants an ashtray. It makes sense, but like he's really. He really needs that ashtray bad. And he put like all his strength into this line where he's like, ashtray bad. And like, it, it, it's horrible. It's, oh yeah, she, she, she killed this man with a bat. All right, so all right, so peep this. This man, he's like, he's got his back turned. She takes a bat, murders him, all right? Just straight murders him. I mean, hits him with the bat. Mad times. I mean, he is on the ground and she is like going up here with the bat and going down. The man comes back, all right, with just bandages on his head. Oh my <laughs> lord. Bruh. I'm like, I'm I'm but my thing is like, yo, Tyler, just don't have her beat this man to death. <laughs> 
Because she's beating them and like blood you, is flying. Like blood have is like you ever saw up. I'm about it by note by Master P. Yeah, but it's Master P, man. Come I'm on. just saying there's a scene where that's how like with Mr. Servon. I think he's in jail or he's dead. Rest in peace to him. But Mr. Servon killed somebody with a bat, and it was like this blood squirt didn't even match the bat hits, the swings. <laughs> and he was just like chopping like he was Jason. It was like a bloody murder. Bruh. It's just that's that's how he that, came back that. with just an ace bandage on his head. Then and it won't even like he had brain damage or nothing. Like he he was fully aware. He was able to still be a bad guy and stuff. And I was like, uh. I, I looked at Lisa. I was like, she, she killed him, right? Like, because I'm pretty sure she killed this man. But it's, it's, he's not making the greatest stuff. And the, the attitude in the, as we juxtapose it towards Atlanta, is like everybody's sold that this man is like a god. And it's one of those things where when you look at it in this way, you're like, well, so what does he really do outside of like make himself money? Like, what does he really do? Cause they open up like, this is for the culture, by the culture. And I'm like, yeah. So what are they doing for the culture? Like, because I don't mind you saying you do stuff for the culture, but like, what are you doing I mean, for the culture? I guess in a way, he did take the brother from New Orleans who was incarcerated as a young <laughs> brother. He took he one brother. He I'm did one brother a job. That's not the culture. Example. That's an individual person, man. I, I'm just saying in the grand scheme, he might be hiring these folks who, if they can break True. away from his work plantation, might have Hollywood credits to be able to go do something. True. Because Hollywood True. itself is, I mean, is a work plantation. So, True, true, true. I, so you know, it's now, it's uh, like it's Inception. It's like Inception, man. It's, it's you open one box and you pop up into another box. You open one it's door, you in another trap. You know, it, is know. Tyler Perry is he is he good for us? Is he bad for us? I mean, on one hand, he's putting he's employing black people. He's putting money in their pockets. And then on the other hand, he's putting up like the worst depictions of us on television. Uh, with some of the worst, like, it, so, some of the worst writing and acting we've seen ever. It's like this. On one but, hand, but business-wise, he's turning great. a profit. If this movie but, costed ten dollars to make, and it makes five million dollars in the theater, I'm and this, good. and let me just say this again, as a as a person who graduated from business and in accounting, I don't practice anymore. <laughs> But there's a class like in business management in the track, you know, when you when you're taking it and you actually play the simulation game where you invest capital investment. Look, I ain't saying what Mike ain't got on me. I can only do so much capital investment because I'm poor, but yeah. I have invested in stuff. I have a new computer. What did I do? I started a Twitch channel. Yes, I'm shamelessly plugging myself as I'm giving an example. No, go check them out on Follow. Twitch, y'all. But but still. So I, that's capital investment, things that I can do to improve on some things. I can't always do film. The reason why I film in a car because of my life situation, because of my son's situation and his, uh, his condition. So I do the best that I can. But somebody like Tyler, he can do a little bit more now. 
maybe when he for the yeah. first few five ten years, once you get on what this is what year. Yeah, say, I mean, dude is talking about he's a billionaire. I don't want to hear no excuses no more. When you're when you push it a billy, okay, you can get two writers, three writers. You can spend a little bit on some camera. Like Jordan Peele got, like I know Jordan Peele is Jordan Peele because he got a little more cachet, but look what the money they spent on the IMAX cameras for Nope. And this is just, he's done le less than 10 movies. So Tyler, you could pony up some cash, but the system, but at the same Tyler time. Be, the, Tyler be shooting that joint with a, with a Samsung S20. <laughs> and I love that Donald Glover, I guess kind of juxtaposed against that. He's like, I don't own it. It owns itself. It's just running. The machine yeah. is working. The machine. The machine yeah, I created the machine. It works. And he says, I own the cops. I, I mean. Yo, shout to Shorty that shot dude in the foot. He was like, these aren't real guns. I would have been like, look. <laughs> Y'all better move. I'd be like, look. Y'all better move. God. I can't let you in. Look, I'm telling y'all better move. <laughs> How ridiculous do you have to be to sit out there with a fake gun for this? But then again, the security is also the intern. So, yeah. hey. He was like, here's your coffee. <laughs> Yo, what? man. There's no stability. There's no hierarchy that makes no. sense other than this cult leader. Yes, just this cult. Who don't and, even want to. And when you think about it, control. Tyler Perry and a lot of the people that support him are cult-like in a way. And honestly, oh my God, peep this. All right, this is my last statement, and I'll, I'll let you get your final thoughts and we can get up out of here. Tyler Perry's fans are cult-like in the same way that Christopher Nolan fans are cult-like, but just for different content. They're both as... Look. Tyler Perry, people go and watch everything Tyler Perry. And if you say anything bad about it, they'd be like, oh, you don't understand. See, he deep. He doing it for the culture. It's all, like everything, like he's so, like he black, 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 black. If I've talked to people that love Tyler Perry stuff. You would think that this man was Spike Lee, Martin Luther King Jr., and Malcolm X with a camera. But, but I mean, <laughs> it's what it is, is that, you know, I'm glad they kind of make. I don't. I don't know if he's a recluse or not, but I mean, he do disappear. Like he admitted himself, go to an mm -hmm. island that he can afford, write track million. Oh, write his uh creations. I even call it trash. I'm be nice, but since Mike has trashed it enough, but uh, yes, and he can do that. So I remember somebody saying that when some celebrities stopped being real people, they got so successful. They're just not around everyday people. And they're making these mm. movies and doing comedy that deals with everyday people. Maybe if they kind of stopped and just kind of like took it back to reality. But I get it. It's hard once you're that successful. Do you want to be around everyday people? And, you know, you never know. I mean, True. you might get kidnapped like he's kidnapping people. These actors, you know, and I'm talking about the hypothetical. I'm not talking about Tyler Perry. But yeah. I'm just saying. It, Talk it, about it, Mr. It, Chocolate it, right now. It's It's the question of I guess he's so successful, but what else is there once you have reached reached a level of success? Then you're chasing what's your higher goal? What's your end game? And it just seemed like it didn't got away from him where he could just 
play the piano badly and punch out a script. So I mean, it was paper know. everywhere in there, man. I figured it was gonna be crazy like that when he was like, that because he was so work calm. Ethic. But when he, Donald <laughs> Glover, first of all, and, then, and they named the episode "Work Ethic." That's why I keep like when I saw that, I was like, "This is so perfect." I was like, "This is perfect." Brother, like, yo, Donald Glover is a genius. <laughs> He's because he named the episode "Work Ethic," and you. He knows that we're going to know exactly what he's talking about. In like, fact, I want to give Donald Glover a really special shout out because this brings me back. Now, this isn't nowhere near as being spirited as that Boondocks episode. But the fact that you have one great era of TV that closed and you have another one closing. Hey, let's give it give it up for Tyler Perry. He's, they've been, he's been on the bookend of one, bookend on the other. Yeah, so, Tyler and, Perry and, has and been around... For Aaron Magruder to make fun of him, who is a very smart brother, and like if you ever get a chance to like talk to him, be around, be around him, and uh, get his thoughts on things, Aaron Magruder is very, very like the way he looks at society is very interesting. Um, Aaron Magruder has been able to lampoon him, and now Donald Glover, you know, and so I just and he's like and. and, and and in between, he got to make appearances on Kenyon Barr's show and with with Insecure. I didn't even watch it, but he's you know, been a lot on of Star. He's been in a Star Trek movie. He's, I mean, I don't know, man. I just he he was I in Gone Girl. I mean, dude, I mean, so it's not like he don't pop up and stuff. I, oh, you know what? If you I haven't think... seen, if you haven't seen Gone Girl, you need to watch it. But if you watch it with your girl, you watch it with your wife. You might end up looking at her side eye at the end of the movie, be like, "Can I trust you?" I just, and it's not my money, so I know that there's some, you know, a caveat. I just like to see Tyler take like a big risk, but it depends on what he see himself as. Is he sure. more about being a director, or is he just, "I'm a franchise," and I feel like he's a franchise. Yeah. That's fine. That's cool because. He had his, you know, he had that that deal at first. It kind of went away, but then he went to TV. He killed it in TV with Oprah. Then he his stock rose. Now his value, he's been able to reinvent himself with how the money is made. With you know being just ubiquitous with TV. First he was synonymous with with BET. Homie got like ten TV shows on. They're all on BET, but I mean, no. but those those royalties. Add up. Yes. Somebody got to pay him. Yes. It is just, you know, in a sick way. I wish I could clothe myself like that and just let it pile in. But you know, I know I'm not like you know, I'm not the greatest podcast in the world. No, I'm not the greatest switch player. But if the money's kept piling in, I might start wearing little funny hats with rolls too, and tell and tell and talk like I'm a crazy cult leader too. Because what you gonna tell? Like, ah. The grits do nothing. <laughs> anyway, he has. Oh, he's impervious like Thanos. Jenna James said, "Kenya Barris, another one of those first few years of Blackish were good. Then it kind of went stagnant. Then he made that. Then he made a show on Netflix, which was essentially Blackish, but just we're going to be able to curse. Like, l- let's be all right. Now, with this said, 
them W-2s do the same thing, all right? Them W-2s do the same thing. But can we all be honest that Kenya Barris made like four of the same show? Like, let's... I mean, he made what? Blackish, Mixes, Grownish. I did, like... And not to be honest, and not, I kind of... Not to say I never that finished I got something them. against him, but I was just like, bro, he ran that hustle. He ran that hustle hard. Hey, bro. He's like, yo, you like this show? Yeah, man, it's dope. How about I give you another show? Oh, cool, man. What's that going to be like? Just like the first show? I just... And Gronish, Gronish, I was just like, I never knew I could get so annoyed with Zoe. Like... <laughs> I was just like, what are the other kids doing, man? Because you get on my nerves. Did you expect not to be annoyed? Come on, man. I, I, thought, I, I don't know, man. The sad thing is there were some people out there saying that this is our different world. No, it's not. They're, not. they're not at a black college. Stop it. They're not at an HBCU. So stop it. Stop trying to make... No, no. I'm not going to let y'all have that. I love y'all, and I know y'all want something. I know y'all want to be like, this is our different world. No, it ain't. It's not close. Now, does Grunish deal with some issues? Cool. Yeah, they definitely do. You know what I'm saying? Is, what you they know what saying? But y'all ain't, y'all ain't on that level. Is our <laughs> is our Greek. The ABC, that's the equivalent for it. And that's fine. A blacker, more hip version of Greek with hype beats. <laughs> Uh, tendencies, and it got us. It got us, Chloe and an assistant. So there you go. And all right, with that said, what are your final thoughts? I ain't going because you going you going to mess things up. I just said it. Hey, it it served a purpose. It won. It won. True. True. That it won for a lot of us. (laughs) But uh, my final thoughts. Um. I can't remember who it was. Somebody was like, this show got a whole bunch of brothers checking uh, birthdays up in this. I can't remember who said it. Some rapper said it, and I was like, oh, that's kind of funny. But anyway, what's your final thought? Final (laughs) thoughts. I wonder what Tyler did to to Donald Glover or if they're friends since they're both from Atlanta or if they or do Tyler care. Or I wonder if he sits back to watch watch this because I feel like he do when Tyler gets the mic, he will say these things because I saw his, his speech. It was like, y'all talking about, you know, I think he was talking about Will Smith and Jaden Smith, like Oscar so white. I kind of dug it. He was like, hey, why y'all worried about protesting? I'm building my own. Now, what he's building is financially sound, whatever. Do I want to consume it? Not necessarily. So I'm conflicted, but I, I mostly am proud to see, again, a dude who went from being homeless from yep. my home state, moved to Atlanta, has become a a a, 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 a empire. So that is something to take some pride in, regardless. Yeah. Because business look, wise, talk- he's sound. I have no issue with him business wise. Yeah, business wise. So he's, he's made his money. He's but on the he's flip figured side, out how to flip the the film game into where it's almost like he, printing money for him. He hustled the hustle. So. He kind of pulled a master key in Hollywood. Yep. You know? So it's kind of like you see some some good in that, but then you see where it's like, hey, man, but now that you have it, bring some more. 
bring some more writers, bring some people who can who will invest back into you. Like you ain't got a like you ain't got the Disney problem. You ain't got to hire special effects people and work them to bone. Some writers might actually want to do this if you pay them right. And you might get yeah. something dope. You might like you mm -hmm. have the funding and the power to do it. And that's kind of like what if we had his power, how would we do? And that is a question I think a lot of us can ask. But as far as this episode, I just think Donald Glover's a nut. I love that he did another horror, kind of weird horror thing. I think I'm glad to see Van really wanting to protect her daughter. And we know, and now we know Lottie exists. We didn't even acknowledge that. Lottie exists. So, because yes. for a moment, I thought we weren't going to see Lottie the way they shot We ain't never going to see Lottie again. Nah, you ain't going to see Lottie again. I thought it was just because I thought it like, was well, a child actors are hard to deal with sometimes, they say, and maybe the pandemic. I thought it was going to be like, Lottie's over here. Don't worry about her. But no, they showed a lot. They showed a Lottie. Yep. You're probably never going to see a Lottie again until they move. If they move. <laughs> if they move. But um, if they move, because ultimately, now you got to address this. I told you Van and them, Van and Ern ain't necessarily together together, but they together. It's complicated. You know what I'm saying? She, 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 won't, she, won't, she won't really see in that dude. That dude ain't on Ern's level. I mean. Uh, you know, she won't really see in that dude. I'm just that was, saying that was just a little flirtation out on the road. It was flirt, but you, I mean, uh, look, let's just keep it real. I can't blame old boy. Like I, I, I he had to it. shoot his shot. You know what I'm saying? And the crazy I, brother. I don't know if I would have shot my shot in front of the kid, but I mean, I guess you never know when you ever go Man, get this look, opportunity again. So exactly, you, you ain't go got time it. to be. He's decisive. He got time to waste. He's he trying to trying to trying to hit the mark. But ultimately, man, I just, I think this, I like this episode. It was still bizarre. And I don't know where this whole thing goes. But I guess Donald Glover is saying something about Hollywood in general and how weird it is. And of course, you know how ch children actors, man, you can destroy them. I mean, look how many of them got destroyed or weird. And, and you know, I'm not going to say any names, but they always come back like, oh, I'm so great, this and that. But you went, we saw what you went through. Yeah. But normal people, when we, if we go through that, we're just the bottom of the barrel, this and that. But it's like, people expect that to happen to children actors. And I'm glad Van was like, hey, Lottie, you don't have to do this. You don't have to want this. I'm just getting money for the day. I'm trying yeah. to provide. You don't have to be sucked into this world. So I'm just glad to see Van after, you know, she had her mental break to see a healthier version of her, per se. I get it. She ain't got funds in her pocket. We know. But, you know, I know Earn well, help I mean, out. Are we Turn sure she doesn't have funds in her pocket just because she, she wanted to, want to do something? I don't know. I mean, we I mean, just because she went to do a, a, a become a, a day player on a, on set doesn't she mean broke, she, she ain't got no money. Yeah. I mean, Ern gonna take care of this kid, you know. Yeah, Ern gonna be all right. She gonna she gonna be fine. Yeah, she she, she don't like in love with her. You know, we might come back and make know. that love strong. Ern might get on that one knee before it and be like, "Hey, baby, yeah, all these weird things. Let's get the hell out of Atlanta." I still think yeah. that's the underpinning tone of this too. That maybe oh, they gotta uh, get the hell out of Atlanta. He gonna um he gonna play what's the song? He gonna play that Jagged Edge remix uh, with oh, with bro. Run. We ain't getting no younger. <laughs> the remix or the original? The the remix. He gonna play oh, the remix. God. 
the hood, the hoodest of love songs. We ain't getting no, get young. no younger. We might as well do it. <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, and they have Darius there. Have have, have Paper Boy there. Uh, Darius gonna be dancing. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, I'll say this. Uh, Kid at Heart asked us a question real quick. Would y'all write for Tyler Perry? Um, I mean, I wouldn't give up my day job if I could do it like it is a side hustle. As of right now, I don't know, um, man. I've heard I mean, way too yes, many. Maybe. Yeah, I guess. I've heard too many horror stories coming out of that. I don't know, man. I, if it was my full time job, no. Unless if I had other gigs yeah. lined up, no. Because ultimately, know. if if I'm union, I want my union paid. Yeah, I want my union rates. <laughs> and I, I don't look, man. Seeing how he's done his writers in the past, I don't know if I would trust. I, mm, I don't know. And here's if I the trust thing. It. And here's the maybe, thing. Maybe after he had taken on some new writers, and I'm like, maybe like the second round of the writers it's coming like, in, and the first one's uh, like, oh, it's cool. He ain't tripping no It's more. a you know? sliding scale because ultimately if, you know how, okay, for example, you know how when, again, with Marvel and all this other stuff, when something bad happens, everybody's saying something, even with like WB canceling mm-hmm. animation, all the creators, writers got something to say. But when, with the cult of... <laughs> Tyler, if you as a writer, they'll be like, shut up. You should be happy for this job, blah, blah, blah. You ain't nothing without him. So do you want that headache? I don't know. Yeah, the money got to be good. Because I forgot. Be right. All of those writers. You can't writers, say nothing. It's all not of those writers help. were called haters and everything. and all. Like yeah, the people, so. the general, like I'm part of the general mass. I don't work in Hollywood, so I don't know exactly how it works. But I got a kind of idea just from reading just articles and stuff for a while. But it's like you can look at the social media hype. And the backlash, how it works, that if you were like, hey, Tyler, let's say I'm just writer Joe Blow. Like, you know, Tyler didn't pay me my money. Uh, I think this project we were working on was garbage. It's not suiting my style. I will be ripped to shreds. Yeah, because you'll, you'll be a hater that, you know, uh, you'll be a hater that's not uh, grateful or appreciative for what Tyler did and for you and everything. Also. And don't like, think that the other side of Hollywood, the other coin, the white coin, don't see this too. They were like, "Up, oh, yeah. ungrateful Negro. We don't know if we want yeah. you in our writer room." Now, now, uh, <laughs> what is it? Uh, <laughs> Lady Lisa said, "Got to see what that benefits package do first. <laughs> and then <laughs> Jenna James said, "Y'all could use working for Tyler Perry as a springboard to getting on an MCU or DC project." Or just creating your own studio to make your own personal project. I mean, which is true, but yeah. when you when you, you say, "I," they're like, "Oh, you a writer?" and I'm like, "Yeah, I'm a writer." They're like, "Word, all right." So, what what's in your resume? Uh, the have and the have nots. What's that? Oh, it's on BET. You know BET what? Still on? No. I'm gonna give. Yeah, I don't even know it's on. <laughs> like somebody said, like I know this from directors. Like you can release. I think it was, you know, shout out to Van Lee. He was talking <laughs> about like movies being released and directors. They were talking about how Blade, you know, was looking for a director. And it's like the director left because it's better to release a bunch of, say, okay movies than to have that stink bomb on your resume. Maybe yeah. for writers, it don't work the same way. But the higher you go up, 
Blade, the more you are Blade is going to be a problem, but we'll we'll cover that another time. I think Blade they're going to solve it eventually. Because they actually, even though if they're messing up in the process, they use the money to go get people and eventually solve it. And that's what you do with hiring writers and directors and the next man up. And you don't rush it. Yeah. You know, you know, so if you got money, you don't have to rush. I don't know what he's true, in such true. a rush for. But I guess Blade that's how the just, money's made. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Slow down, Tyler. Slow down. Just a little. I don't know, son. Just a speech. But uh, anyway. But, and again, what do I know? He's on Netflix, BT, Oprah, Discovery Channel. Oprah. Like, he's everywhere. Because well, he's everywhere. Like Mr. Chocolate said. He's everywhere. everywhere. I'm like, I God. was scared out of my mind. But uh, <laughs> they're watching. But anyway, where can they find Blurdy? You can find me in a couple of places. Uh, first of all, if you're in Baton Rouge and you're local or close by, you can find me at the Smiling Dog uh, this Saturday, setting up and be with my friend Ground Nova. I'm going to be by Soul in Souls. If I said her name right, my friend Darlene Marks. She's a seamstress. Who makes superhero scrunchies and uh, you know stuff women wear on their head? My mind it slipped me. Uh, bonnets. We gonna have superhero. Yes, we got that. You know, if you a fan, maybe we'll get some blade uh, bonnets one day or something. I'm gonna Ooh. have several things. Black comics. We're gonna have black games. I got Blurtish Domination. Shout out to Kanisha. Gonna have that on the table. And of course, nice, all nice. the dope comics you like. So you can find me at www.blerd-ish.com. Sell next week. Um, and also, you can find me on Twitch. Help a brother out like this young man here says. I'm trying to march to affiliate. Like, I'm trying to monetize. I don't I don't make it a secret. I'm trying to get coin, too. I'm trying to, so trying follow to get paid. Me, me get Watch him play company, but, man, or something like that. Hey. You know but in the meantime, you can support me through those channels, through the website, listen to the podcast, subscribe, and, you know, feel free to donate and or buy a comic. Nice, nice. And of course, NERD, SOUL, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, all them places. Hit that thumbs up. Like, subscribe, comment, share, all that jazz. Big shout out to Kid at Heart, Jenna James, ZSB Lou. Uh, I want to give a shout out to Algo C. Uh, for the patron, uh, if, if you're a patron and you haven't been on this week, um, I gifted all of you guys Algo C's uh, first album sequence. So that should be in your inbox. Uh, got that out to all of you guys because I'll go see is dope. Um, Elixir Very has an event so. coming up uh, that I will be covering on the 21st. Uh, tomorrow, I will be on two panels for AfroCon Omaha. Shouts out to them. House of Capes and Shout Girls are now. super awesome. You I've been wear- down with them for years, so they awesome. Um, who else? What's up? You can wear costumes there. Oh yeah, yeah. It's you, a convention. Yeah, it's a convention. So you it's can work. It's a building. Out. It's a building. It's a building convention. It's a building convention. It's a twenty twenty two building mm-hmm. event convention. Yes. And you, you can, can wear. Maybe one costume. day I might need to get out to Nebraska for that, man. Shout out to Jade. Uh, and all that. You know, she held it down yeah. during the pandemic. I was one of a guest as well. So yeah, I love what they're doing. Talking to her, it's nice to meet sensible people in any type of industry ties of anything. Yeah, it's uh, a yeah. fresh. She's yeah, Jade is awesome. So much love to her. Shouts out to Nick, Ashley, the rest of her team. I will see y'all tomorrow morning early, unless you're on Central Time, because the the you know they're in Omaha, Nebraska. 
doing it up for the brothers and sisters out there. I got two panels, one for gaming, one about the multiverse of blackness. Love all y'all. Until next time, dope black comics, dope beats from us to y'all. Peace. Just know. You want to take him out? You want to? Are you going to do it with me? He's watching. He's watching. <laughs> all right, shall I? Get, 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 all right, all right. Are you going to do it? You going to do it, Keith? You going to do it with him? Yeah. <laughs> All right, uh, uh, all right, 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 all